The Miami Hurricanes have their first scrimmage of fall camp on Saturday. Here's what we need to see. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happiest of Fridays. I'm Alex Dono, your host, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much to the everydayers for making Locked on Canes your first listen. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts, and we are available free on YouTube. Canes Fest is tomorrow. That's the scrimmage, first scrimmage of fall camp, and it's open to the public around 9 a.m. Hard Rock Stadium tomorrow. Let's yep. break this thing down with the truth teller. It's not a truth teller Tuesday, but it's a truth teller Friday. And Bruce Warner, I know you're as excited as I am, excited as anybody about that first scrimmage tomorrow. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. By the way, now this might be my first truth teller Friday. I don't remember. Thursday, we've I think had it a is. Lot. Yeah, some we've done some Thursdays, some so, Tuesdays. Yeah. So, yeah, so maybe, well, it says the truth teller. It doesn't say truth teller Tuesday. Because uh, they asked me when I'm on. I, said, I don't know when I'm on. I'm on. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this, and I'm looking forward to seeing so many things. Now, yeah. last week I was very upbeat, and I got a lot of positive comments again. Now, this week, the recruiting has made me feel like blah. We're going to get to uh, that. It has nothing to do with tomorrow yeah. or what's yeah. up, because none of these kids are going to play this season. But still, we'll talk about that later. I'm, I, I want to see – listen, I want to see every position – and you know, in a scrimmage, and I always said this, and the former players said this, the defense used to dominate the offense in fall practice, destroyed them. Yeah. I don't want to see that this year. But, but what I want to see is, and it's hard to, because you're playing each other, I want to see the offensive line blow the defensive line off the ball. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want to see the defensive line get blown off the ball. <laughs> I want to see the receivers make catches, but I want to see the DBs making plays. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of hard to sit there and, and analyze this and be happy. You're going to probably be happy about some stuff and disappointed in the other. It's That's the nature of it. You, no, know? you nailed it. You nailed it. And, and the first big thing that I'm going to be watching, Bruce, you touched on it there, line of scrimmage play. Yeah. Because, you know, the pads just came on a couple of days ago in practice, right? And with the regular practice schedule, the media only gets to watch about the first 30 to 40 minutes. So right. I haven't really seen any 11 on 11s to this point. So I haven't really seen the offensive line matching up against the defensive line. And they're going to have full pads on at the scrimmage tomorrow. Canes Fest, we're going to see some of those battles. So I'm going to be looking at things like, can Francis Malinoa keep Nigelique Kelly in check? Because I, I heard a report coming out of a recent practice that he basically locked him down. But then yeah. to your point, yeah. is that necessarily a great thing? Because right. it's Miami versus Miami. Uh, you know, Javion Cohen and Matt Lee, are they going to look as good as advertised on the offensive line? And Bruce, are we going to see our guy Hurricane Bain? Is Ruben oh, Bain yeah, going to pick up where he left him. off? You'll see him, and you'll notice him in two seconds because as soon as the ball is snapped, if he doesn't have two guys on him, he's in the backfield. That's yep. every, every single, almost every play. He got pancaked a few times, but still. Yeah. Um, I want to see physicality, and I know Mario because I go back with those guys. He definitely wants to see people going at it. They want physicality all over the place. He doesn't want to see, you know – 20 30 yard runs he wants to see people getting knocked their ass I, right and the flip and the opposite of that i don't want anybody to get hurt please no last year we lost citizen 
I shouldn't even say it. God forbid something happens to Fletcher tomorrow. I just don't want, I, I please let everybody be healthy. You know, we've been so snake bitten every, every fall practice, somebody gets hurt. Yeah. So let's just hope it's physical, but nobody gets hurt and then go from there. So ask me what you want. Well, and let me add one one other guy that I'm going to be look, looking forward to watching. Uh, I don't expect him to start this year, but he's got a very bright future. The Pancake Honcho, Samson Okunlola, because he's he's obviously going to get some reps, probably some left tackle reps, second or third string left tackle reps tomorrow. And Okunlola, my understanding is like it, things are starting to click for him, and he, yeah. he's starting to kind of turn it on a little bit in practice. So I want to see, because everyone knows Francis has been thriving on the right side. I want to see Okun Lola, who was the other five-star offensive lineman. I want, I want to see him thrive. And then, Bruce, that also brings me to, you know, you talked about uh, the running backs, and let's not put any negativity into the universe, but I'm yeah. looking forward to watching that backfield because I know coming out of last Saturday's practice, which we couldn't watch, but we did talk to the coordinators after practice on Saturday, and Lance Gidry, the defensive coordinator, was a little frustrated last week because he said the offense really got the running game going. Yes. They didn't have the sort of run-stopping day they wanted to have. And my understanding is Mark Fletcher has been a big part of that. So we get to watch Mark Fletcher, who was not around for spring last year. And we get to watch A.J. Allen, the transfer from Nebraska, who wasn't around at spring last year. I want to see these guys toting the rock. Yeah, and I, maybe we'll see Johnson a little bit. Yeah. He, he can fly. I would like to see, I would like to see maybe him in the backfield, but I'm a Fletcher, whatever. And I'd like to see um, Harold and Ray Ray in the field at the same time. Maybe yeah. even put one of them in the backfield. There are so many things that we could now do with the people we have and the speed that Miami has. I, I think that Dawson's going to just dial it up and just come at you every which way. Maybe not tomorrow. It may uh, right. probably be vanilla again, and I'll bet it's going to be very vanilla against Miami of Ohio. But the following week, all hell breaks loose. Now, I know we haven't really officially started the show, but we have. I want to see that scramble defense. I want to see people going after. I want to see where they're coming from. There's so much to look forward to. We could do a two-hour show just talking about what we're expecting tomorrow. Well, and, and then another thing that I, I look forward to seeing tomorrow, hopefully we see it, is downfield passing, yeah, right? Because, you know, we've got two important wide receivers who are here now that weren't here for the spring game. You mentioned one of them, Tyler Harrell. Can we go deep to Harrell at least once in that in that scrimmage tomorrow, right? I mean, he's got that 4-2-4 speed. I want to I see, because a lot of people, Bruce, have been asking me about Shamar Kirk, the other transfer, the Juco transfer receiver. And the thing about Kirk is I've only been watching non-contact stuff, seven-on-seven type of drills. Where he really shines is when you've got contact, when you've got pads on, and you're in yards after catch situations. Because Kevin Beard said it about him. He's like a running back when he gets the ball in his hands. So tomorrow would be an environment that is more conducive to Shamar Kirk really showing us something. Well, if that's what he specializes in, then you're going to see him catch those quick passes, bubble screens, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and they're not, not necessarily bombs. Because right. any one of these guys could take it to the house on a swing pass. Yeah. Or a flare or whatever, a crossing route to put him in the backfield and have mismatches with line. Can you imagine a linebacker covering Johnson? Oh my God. I mean, he's way faster than Rooster, you know. Yeah. So, so there's so much to look forward to. Now, you know, we're not talking about the season record today or whatever, but I, I think it's going to be something to see with all the changes. 
the coaching staff, the enthusiasm by the staff, the player enthusiasm. I want to see that because they've been like in a funk for years and, and just stunk up the place. And even in the even in the practice games or the scrimmages, they just weren't that good. Now, I heard some things this week about the scrimmage. Mario wasn't happy about a couple of things. Um, and, and so it's it's a work in progress. It, it still is. The season is a work in progress, Alex. It's just we can't sit here and say if they do great tomorrow, we're going to win ten games. You don't know. And and the one thing none of us know is how these guys play as a unit. They've never played together on the field. All these new receivers, the running backs, the offensive linemen, the D linemen, the linebackers, the DBs. There's no cohesiveness. This is the second practice or scrimmage, um, so. A lot of stuff's going to have to be worked on between now and Miami of Ohio. So, uh, also coming up on this episode, we're going to talk about the uh, you know a lot a lot of negativity about recruiting right now. Miami did not land Colin Simmons yesterday. Spoiler alert for those who didn't see it. And there are you know there there are some buzz and some rumors about other programs trying to flip certain players who are committed to Miami. So, can Miami snap out of that recruiting funk? We're going to get to that. But when we come back. Bruce Warner and I will each give you the three players we are looking forward to watching most at Canes Fest tomorrow. And I encourage you, if you guys are in the area, you can get down to Hard Rock Stadium on Saturday morning. Come out. It's going to be a good time. You're going to be able to do some meet and greets and get some autographs signed. And you get to watch the full practice and scrimmage tomorrow. So that's going to be a good time. I'm going to be out there. I'm going to try to catch up with as many of our listeners and viewers as I possibly can. So check us out tomorrow around 9 a.m. at Hard Rock Stadium. But folks, we are only getting started here on Locked on Canes. Guys, you know this. For a championship team, it is all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. And for the everydayers, if you want to take your everydayer experience to the next level, be sure to check out our exclusive SMS texting service through subtext. I include a link in the show description below. And for those who can't go out to Canes Fest tomorrow morning, you better believe I'll be all over the subtext giving you guys updates, photos. You're going to be connected to that game. So try our exclusive subtext service. You can click the link in the show description below. You can try it free for 14 days. 
And then if you like it, you can opt in for $4.99 a month. We give you a lot of added value on there, including recruiting scoops, the good, bad, and the ugly. I know it's not been that great for the last few weeks, uh, one-on-ones and all sorts of stuff. All right, so Bruce, uh, I'll, I'll let you go first if you've got your list ready. Three players you'd look forward to watching most at Canes Fest tomorrow. It's not easy to pick just three players. It's not. And I don't know their status. I really want to see if Arroyo plays because to me, he's the key on offense because he's somebody that's big, fast, strong, and takes the pressure off the quarterback because he should be somewhere near the line of scrimmage unless he's going down the field. So I want to see if Arroyo plays. To me, that's, I want to see him. Um, yeah, you're going to say Fletcher, so I'm not going to say Fletcher. I don't want to do that to you. I want to see Tyler Harrell. I want to see what he, can, what he looks like Solid. in uniform because I want to see him catch the ball underneath and take off. You know, you could catch his five-yard pass, and who's going to catch him? Um, and, I, yeah, I do, and I want to see people go deep. So it doesn't matter who. I don't care. I just want to see them go down the field. So that's my second guy I'm looking for. And I guess the third guy would be, it's not just young kids. I look, everybody should watch Bain because I've seen yeah. him practice. You got to watch Bain. He's incredible. He's like a, a pinball in a pinball machine. He's everywhere. Um, and he gets hit and knocked down. He just, he's back up in a split second. So you got to watch Bain. I guess my last guy might be James Williams. If he's going to, well, actually, it's a combination. I want to see Williams and I want to see Leonard Taylor. I want to see what he does tomorrow. I want to see him in the backfield half the time. You know, I haven't seen him since last year. So I guess Williams and Taylor, because they were injured and they're the five-star studs. I want to see Arroyo and uh, I want to see Tyler Harrell because I want to see the speed on the field. That's a solid list. I'll tell you, um, I'll, I'll give you my three and someone that uh, that I'm looking forward to watching because he didn't have the best spring game, uh, but I, I've seen great development in practice. I just I want the fans to be able to see it. I want Jakari Brown to prove that he's he's making progress because I think he's making legitimate progress, Bruce, as a thrower. It's been obviously a work in progress because I watched him his first, you know, spring and fall uh, in as a true freshman last year. It's very mm-hmm. rough around the edges when it came to his passing ability. But I, I think he's getting a lot better. I, I, I thought he didn't have a very good spring game, and that kind of made a lot of people think, these media guys like Dono, they're lying to us. Jakari doesn't look any better. This guy's not improving. So I, I want to see him go out there and show out for the fans tomorrow. I, I've heard hot and cold. Yeah, sure. I've heard he's, he's had some very he's had some very good days, some not as great days. It's very inconsistent. You know, and yeah. you don't know yeah. what you're gonna get. Right. And that's something he has to work on. Yeah. Okay, who else? Yeah, no doubt. Um, so I'm um, in, in keeping in the fast wide receivers theme. Uh, you had Tyler Harrell, which is a great one. I'm going to go with Ray Ray Joseph because we we saw some flashes in the spring game. You know, he had that touchdown from uh, Emory Williams late in the spring game. Yeah. Ray Ray's been a guy who's got everybody talking in fall practice like he's really, really hit the ground running. And, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to be. Oh, I, so, Some people even think he probably should be able to beat out Xavier Restrepo. I don't think that's going to happen, but not going to happen. He's ascend like he's ascending, Bruce. Where I think he's going to be, he, he might have he might surpass Rashard Smith. Uh, so I he might so. end up, yeah, he might end up I being the so. second slot receiver up. And and I know Ray Ray's going to make some plays tomorrow. I have no doubt about that. And let me think. Uh, Mark Fletcher, you 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 already uh, you already tipped my hand on that one. I want to see Mark Fletcher because he wasn't around for spring. Sounds like he's the guy who's making some big plays uh, at running back in practice. 
So uh, I want to see him get some work tomorrow, and maybe we'll see some rushing touchdowns in that scrimmage. Yeah, I think everybody wants to see him. Yeah. And, and rightfully so, you know. Um, and then for, for getting away from individuals, yeah, you, you said it first, the line, the line of scrimmage. Um, always worried about the D-line. Now, I'd like to see the Horton kid get some action. Yeah. And let's, and, and like, let's see what he can do. You know, he's a big kid. He's very athletic. Um, and so, look, I'm excited to see. I don't think we could all watch every one of these guys on every play unless you just stop the action and replay it 30 times. But, you know, I, and it's going to be vanilla. But, again, I want to see physicality because we've yeah. lacked that for, like, 15 years. Just stop with the shoulder tackles and, the, and you know, and bad angles and all that stuff. Just – Stop the run. Stop the run around the outside because we can't seal the edge. There's so many things that we could watch. So I would imagine that come Sunday, if you're doing another show, there's going to be a lot of positives and a hell of a lot of negatives because you just can't have the defense play great and the offense play great at the same time unless they just yeah. beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> uh, which could be. Which maybe could, be. could happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought uh, I thought I thought in the spring game both the offense and defense had their moments. I thought that was a pretty good display for both mm -hmm. sides. Uh, and I'll tell you Bruce the, the last thing and again to your theme of this not being a specific player, but I'm looking forward to watching any special team situations mm -hmm. we can because I haven't I haven't seen any of that in the practice viewing periods that the media gets to watch. I haven't seen any punt return I don't, know if returns. Do I don't know they, if maybe not. They might not do that. I haven't even seen punts, though. I mean, I, I want to watch Dylan Joyce practice right. some more punt. Whatever special teams we get to watch, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, and I'm, I'm excited about all this stuff. I, you know, and I'm looking at magazines, and they're predicting us to be seventh or something like that. And, In the ACC? Yeah, and yeah. you know what? I, I could see that. I still think that I was positive. I think we're going to beat A&M. I think we can beat North Carolina up there. The quarterback's great. I don't know how great they are. I think yeah. we can beat them. Yeah, they they, uh, they they lost a lot of talent outside of did. holding on to Drake May. They lost a lot of important talent right. there. And I think that the Florida State and the Clemson games just don't get blown out. Yeah, the key, the key swing game could be NC State on the road mm -hmm. because they're not easy to beat. They're well coached. They have a good team. So. You know, if we happen to be both North Carolinas, wow, that's so. I've said last week, and I think eight and four, a no-brainer. Nine and three is what I want, and a chance to win ten in the ball game. Yeah. Now, again, I want to see, I want to see some um, great plays on both sides of the ball. I want to see pursuit. So it seems to me that. Um, Malago, or you call him Malanoa. I'm not sure where you got the end from. Off of well, that, that's well, people ask you? me that all the time. Listen, dude, I, I pronounce names the way people in their you? cultures pronounce. Apparently, that, that, that that's the Hawaiian, uh, the Pacific Islander okay. pronunciation is Maui Noah. So, I, okay. I, I, I hey, I'm not gonna argue with you. You're smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> You're a lawyer. I'm, a, I barely graduated college. You did? You well, no, I, I, I was fine. I had a B average, but you know, I didn't. Uh, you know, no, no postgraduate work. <laughs> so, right, so three point GPA. About, I talked about. Um, I want to see the kids play too. I keep hearing great things about the young linebackers. I can carry it. Yeah, and, and I, I want to see these kids get in there. Yeah. But tomorrow, everybody should watch Bain mm -hmm. because what he did in high school and what he, what he did in the first practice. Uh, scrimmage in the spring and when I saw him the week before wow 
I mean, you know, I've seen a lot of superstars. This kid's little, but he 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 has got lower body strength. His legs are like tree trunks. He is tough as nails. He's up to like two sixty now. Two seventy. So, two seventy. Yeah, and he could he could move. He's great on the weak side, pursuing running backs and stuff. So just watch him because he's fun to watch. All right. Well, Bruce seems pretty optimistic about the team. Is he optimistic about recruiting? That's one I want to get down to when we come back. Yes. Dono and Bruce Warner with you. Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. If you listen and watch every day, we like to call you everydayers. And for the everydayers, I am going to have a, a post-Canes Fest episode at some point tomorrow afternoon. Whenever whenever I get home from Hard Rock Stadium, I'm going to pop right on, locked on Canes, talk about everything I saw, all the observations, all that good stuff. So I, I look forward to putting that out on a Saturday episode of Locked on Canes. Uh, you know, Bruce, it's been, uh, you know, I've I'm not checking my Twitter mentions as much the last 16 hours or so because there's a lot of negativity in there. Now, you know, I, I don't think anyone should be shocked that Miami missed out on Colin Simmons. Um, but still, like, th that's been the pattern. Like, there's been a lot of guys where Miami's been considered second or third place. And, you know, you're not, you know, last year you defied those odds a lot more and you landed some of these guys you weren't supposed to land. This summer, it's been tough sledding. So, Colin Simmons, I know Miami tried to make a late surge for him. And, like, early in the morning yesterday, I was pretty optimistic. Late morning, I was not optimistic. This stuff is very, very fluid. But five-star edge rusher Colin Simmons, he ends up choosing Texas over LSU and Miami. Uh, you know, Miami hasn't landed uh, a blue chipper now in, in almost a month since that little stretch where you had – Jojo Trader and Artavius Jones hop in. And then with Artavius Jones, I know there's some concern in the fan base because Florida State is really trying to flip him, the four-star defensive tackle. They're they're trying to get him to flip his Miami commitment to Florida State. And Bruce, there's also, you know, some pessimism about Kamarian Franklin, uh, who has been crystal balled recently to Auburn. So the yeah, fan base is on the ropes right now. Yeah. And and, and that's frightening because what is the issue? Is it really the NIL money? I'm, I'm assuming it must be. I'm assuming it must be. You know, we had a big lead early, and then all of a sudden, it seems like, it seems like, but there's smoke, there's fire, there's NIL issues. And then when you have that issue combined with five and seven record, yeah, you got to show people we must win games. And it has to be, I want to be five and oh. If we're five and oh, I'm okay with it. I think then we play North Carolina up there. And I still think we could beat them. I really did. Their quarterback is spectacular, but look who he played against last year. Our defense was right. atrocious. So you know what? <laughs> I, I, I really think that's not a great team. There is yeah. second tier team. So if we can beat them, I think we'll be okay, but we got to show it. Yeah. No, I, I definitely I definitely think NIL is a factor, but not not in the way some people think. Like, could Miami's NIL be stronger? It could always be stronger. Um, but I think the bigger difference is I think Miami is pretty organized still, despite the Ruiz stuff. I think Miami with the Canes Connection Collective, they're still organized with NIL. Mm -hmm. But these other schools got their crap together, Bruce. Like that, yeah. that that's the big like last year. Miami was far and away the front runner when it came to the organization and the structure of mm -hmm. NIL. And now we're seeing the Auburns and the Texas and even, you know, Florida State 
uh, Ohio State, uh, Bama. Every, every well, I mean, Bama's having some of their own issues, but they're obviously still doing very well in recruiting. Sure. But they, they've they've closed that gap and even surpassed Miami in some ways. And so the other part of it, you nailed it when you talked about five and seven, right? People people need to see it to believe it. Okay, uh, yeah, so you know Mario, Miami's gonna go. Go yeah. ahead. My, Mario got the big offensive lineman because that's what he is. Yeah. Has he gotten his stud D tackle? No. Did he really get the stud wide receiver? Not really. He, you know, you got Trader. Oh. Uh, I don't. Smith's going to Ohio State. Yeah. I hope. I hope. I hope uh, Chance doesn't go to Ohio State. I know he's going up there to visit. That's another one people are worried about. Yeah, they can't lose him yeah. because if that's the case, then what has he done in the last two years? I'm not trying to be, you know, mad at Mario, but he got the two offensive linemen, but the rest of these guys were not getting. Right. You got to keep those two guys. And, and just hope that some of the players that he brought in, Horton and them, they develop. Got to develop these yeah. guys. So it seems like the Jason Taylor advantage didn't really help. Yeah. Not yet it hasn't. Not yet, yeah. yeah they love him. Everybody loves him. The guys that the recruits love him. But, you know, as other t- and, but Auburn hasn't been so great. What have they done? They've been um, very average. They let's just say, in the case of Auburn and Texas A and M, the uh, their their NIL is on another stratosphere, Bruce. Mm-hmm. I'll just leave it at that. They are on a completely. We're we're playing different. We're playing in different leagues when it comes to the uh, the NIL because people always say, "Well, how come Texas A and M? Why can they land guys like this when they they were five and seven last year?" Well, okay, okay, yeah. You know, I also saw in the publication. I saw one of them, A and M. The kid Stewart, Shamar, and he's not starting. No. He's not a starting defensive. I figured maybe he'd transfer. I thought he would transfer, uh, but he, you know, they convinced him to stick it out there. Yeah, at least for another they, year. I guess they put another deposit someplace. Okay. And his favorite charity, maybe. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, listen. Are you having an autograph session tomorrow yourself? You're gonna be seeing uh I, I don't think anybody I I think whatever piece of paper you have me sign is worth less after I sign <laughs> it. I will I will not I, I will take some selfies. If anyone wants a self selfie with me, fine, but you know, don't 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 if you have like a football or something, do not waste any space with that with my signature. All right. You're the star on Lockdown Canes, man. You're the man. <laughs> Every show is incredible, really. I also I have terrible penmanship. My si- my my signature looks like what the doctor writes on the prescription pad. Like it's terrible. Really? Like I don't, you know, I, not not a good. So you do not want my signature. Just mine, take mine a selfie too. with me. Move on. Mine stink. Not only does it stink, but every time I write it, it comes out different. Yeah, same here. Only way it comes out good is if I really go slow. But my right. pen, it's like a doctor. It sucks. It's really? like a line. Oh, man. Well, I appreciate your time as always. The truth teller, Bruce Warner, um, looking forward to Canes Fest tomorrow. And again, if if any of you want to come out to Canes Fest, let me know. We're going to try to try to work out some kind of a, a meet and greet for me. I haven't been able to do that yet just because I don't know like what the whole schedule and setup is going to be. But okay. you know, I, I think I think the scrimmage is starting at 9 a.m. tomorrow. So, Bruce, thank you so much for the time and enjoy your weekend coming up. You too. Be well. I will talk to everyone again next time on another episode of Locked on Canes. We are part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.